welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first and second and third novels because I am technically working on three different novels right now. I go so far in between each of these episodes that I really don't remember which things that I update you all on. I'll start from the top, I suppose. We just had our second snowstorm right after like the big East Coast storm. Nothing major, just a bit of snow for Maine and totally manageable, like we're getting around just fine. It's very different from when I was in Washington State driving around, like it was very risky and the the state does not manage snow very well because it's not part of the infrastructure like it is in Maine. So, also it's a little windy. I apologize if that sound comes through. I I, th- I think it's important to note that I have I'm managing to go out on a on a walk today even though I woke up this morning and had one of my I guess you can call it an episode or something with my back. Um, I have a lot of back and like joint issues because of my scoliosis and I woke up this morning unable to move, like able to move, but uh, the space between my shoulders and like my neck, I just can't turn my neck side to side. And it's really debilitating and it's very disheartening. It's a, it's, <clears throat> the the most disheartening part of my life I think because it's just so impossible to manage like it's I'm almost helpless I don't know what to do about it and there's so much about chiropractic and how like corrupt it is but also there aren't really very many chiropractors where I live so just in general I don't have very many options and like I started going to an osteopath and that was kind of weird so I really just don't know what to do um I randomly came across this TikTok guy that debunks like chiropractic methods. Like he became a chiropractor and he was like, this is BS. And he deb- he debunks all of this stuff, even though I think chiropractic could maybe help me. I think it, it maybe does and has in the past, but maybe it's really just placebo. I don't know how much it is placebo. I know this is a big long rant about myself and... <laughs> my own pains but like that's part of life and that's part of the writing journey to be honest like yeah just managing life and like seeing how writing fits into that but anyways um because of the whole placebo thing I've been reading a lot about it and like managing pain and like not letting it debilitate me and I've just slowly been able to whenever this happens it doesn't happen very often I usually try to go like emergency um, chiropractic visit or something, but I don't have that. So I usually try to just rest it out and it usually recovers pretty much on its own, which makes me think all of the treatments in the past have really just been me recovering on my own anyways. And then like I would be be going to like a chiropractor or whoever it was and I would start to feel better over time, but potentially they didn't even really do anything for me backs are weird and like apparently everybody has back pain I just feel like I have it 
really bad, unfortunately. So <laughs> that said, I'm going on a walk. I was like, when I woke up this morning, I was convinced that I wasn't going to be able to do anything or do any writing or go on my walk because it's the weekend and I had all these plans. I know like going on a walk has to be planned. I'm so busy. But um, yeah, just like a hot pack and ibuprofen and just very slowly stretching, stretching it out and making sure that my range of motion is like slowly pushed, I guess. Maybe that's not the right word. Just working on it. And I feel good going out on my walk, getting into my writing brain. And this is important for my writing process because because so much was going on this morning and like I wasn't feeling it, I really just decided to get into a nice resting position and catch up on some Friday night work and watch some Netflix just to get my mind off of things because I was dwelling on it so much. And now I've uh, finally wrapped my head around getting outside and I feel better already. So maybe me sharing all of this is like, also random side note, but also related. My husband was, you know, dealing with some, some thoughts of his own, not in regards to pain, but just separate things that like kind of make you sad and kind of demotivate you. And we were both kind of in that position. Um, we were watching a show together and we're like, okay, it's time for us to both get up and do the things that we wanted to do so we can feel good about our day. And that's just who we are. Like, I think that's who we all are at the core, like sitting around all day, like all weekend, watching Netflix all weekend is probably depressing for anybody. So we try not to do that. I do believe that that like we need to be to some extent, we need to feel like we're accomplishing something, even if it's something very small. Like, it doesn't matter how small, like, as long as you get out and you're like, okay, I feel good about this day. I feel good about the things that I went out and did. So, yeah, like, that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm just glad he and I could motivate each other to, like, get up and do these things even with the obstacles mental physical whatever that we were facing um and now I'm out getting into my writing brain uh headspace and you know it's a perfect day for her podcast episode and February is a super short month so it's time to get that out there so that's what's up with me so as you may already know if I mentioned this in a previous episode I had a spurt of energy in between my manuscripts Um, I had one manuscript out to one editor another manuscript that I had just completed as a first draft to another editor and the day that that happened I conceptualized an entire like character kind of a character arc like an ending for a book um something kind of I was thinking about like cozy um contemporary but because it's me and I cannot live 
in the contemporary world when I'm writing, it's a little dystopian, but it's got a twist on the dystopia genre and it's going to be more like of a hopeful thing. And it's like post dystopia, like it's post apocalyptic. It's after, after stuff goes awry and the the way that I thought of this book, this is something I wanted to talk about and I don't think I mentioned in the previous episode. It's just like the dystopia genre is so real and like too close to home. And um I was I think I did mention that I went through the audio book for Ready Player One and the details are great, but like it really is too close to home. So I'm like, how can we make this more hopeful? And my main character is named Hope. So I'm five chapters into that. And then I started getting edits back for Transitus. Yes, I am still working on Transitus. I finally mustered up the, I guess, motivation to get back into that manuscript because I had definitely lost some motivation. I had went, I sent out the queries, um, didn't get any responses and I just want to self-publish it if I have to at this point, but there is still a lot wrong with it and going through it with an editor is actually really helpful right now because we're working together on the problem areas that I see and the ones that she sees and she's helping like she can see solutions that I can't see and she can see you know like not problems but she can see like the way to find the solution and to find the problems and like to map it out a little bit better where my weaknesses lie she can fill in those gaps so if that makes sense it's helping and I'm enjoying the process, except for the fact that, sorry, wind, um, business is very busy, so it's going to take some time, and I've edited two chapters so far, and just now I was starting to think about how to edit this next chapter. There's a, there's a handful of chapters that just need to be re- rewritten just completely and more detail like specificity is really important to books that I read like I want to see specificity to make the world feel more real and to make it feel like you're there and you don't have to like overwork your imagination I guess Um, or just like the book like kind of pulls the string of your imagination a bit and I love it when a book does that and I'm learning what I love in a book by exploring outside of my genre which has been really interesting and I'll talk about that in a minute but yeah I just hope that I am accomplishing that with the edits that I am making and going up a hill um I just got back the like the full first pass like the full first edit from an editor 
on Transitus. Um, like a deep, deep edit. We're going to really get at it and turn it into something that can be published, something that I can feel really good about. And I'm starting to get there. One of the things that I did not feel great about with this book had to do with, again, my weaknesses, which are plotting and story arc and just and and character arc so we are working we're working on that that's I mean I guess that's really all that there is to say about that other than anything else is just going to be boring I don't necessarily have anything specific in regards to writing tips to say other than that what I said in the last episode which is that editing with an editor is just like this whole other beast and it really is a very I want to say intimate but that's not that's not that's not exactly what the word is that I'm looking for but it's a very unique relationship that you build with an editor and you have to be on the same page and communication is key in this scenario and yeah I mean go check out the last episode if you haven't because I do talk about this a bit it is a learning curve and I'm getting used to it an editor has other people that they're working on too so you have to be transparent about your expectations and they have to be transparent about theirs and their their current timeline and their schedule and right now for me because of my work everything just seems fine because I'm not in a rush like I'm you if you've been listening to my episodes you know that I'm always in a rush but in the grand scheme it's taken me x number of years I'm not in an actual rush and I have so much work to do So even if I were mentally in a rush, it's just not going to happen as quickly as I would like it to. One of the things specifically that I'm working on is this one character that has... It wasn't even a character that was supposed to be a main character, and now they are. And I added them in last minute when I was doing the drafting for this book. And because of having added them in last minute and them not actually being a real character, I was just fitting them into the story uh, to fit into everyone else's story, which means they don't really have a story themselves. And that means that they're really like a weak link in the book. And all of the interactions with them just feel superficial and contrived to me. I did manage to read my entire manuscript and that was like my biggest pet peeve with my entire book was that character. So so yeah, I think most of my time is going to be spent on this edit redoing or like revamping their chapters, adding that specificity. And I really see it as... Doing these drafts really just reminds me of 
like each pass you can focus on a different thing every time meaning like different threads within the book for example if you're talking about the theme of your book you can do a pass to make sure that the theme is conveyed and lines up the way that you want it to or if you're working on a character arc of a specific character you can do a draft going through making sure that the character arc lines up the way it should and is completely you know complete it makes a complete satisfactory story um same thing with any other thread like if you've got a romance in it if you're trying to hit you know i've mentioned story grid in the past if you're trying to hit all of the romance conventions maybe as a subgenre doing a pass making sure that you have all of the requirements there and that your romance is a complete arc which is something that I may or may not have to do myself even though there's like a mini romance I wouldn't even call it a subgenre it's kind of just there which I think is fine I don't want it to be a complete story arc and it's in itself but it could I could go back if I'm being like an overachiever I could go back and like look at the romance arc and make sure that I hit all of the points for that. So I think thinking about editing in that way, first of all, helps me compartmentalize and manage, you know, expectations when I'm going through it and making sure that I'm not feeling too overwhelmed about every single detail for the entire story all at once. Really just focusing on a couple of important threads or details at a time and making sure that they're solid and so each pass you're kind of combing it and making it stronger and making it better the editor started sending me like a couple of the the roughest scenes like the ones that needed the most work and so that's why I've already done two chapters and it was fun just focusing on those two chapters it's like okay this is a puzzle piece that I have to work on. It is a single puzzle piece. Um, it's a piece of the greater puzzle, but I don't have to worry about the greater puzzle right now. I just have to worry about this one little piece because that's all that matters. And it's much more bite-sized if you think of it that way. And yeah, I mean, if you're feeling overwhelmed by an entire manuscript, that's one way of thinking about it because it can be a lot. It is a lot. Like, thinking about... I just glanced through some of the commentary that I got back for the for the entire manuscript, all 80,000 plus words, and seeing, you know, there's large swaths of text where there is no commentary, which is encouraging and great. Um, but then there's a few comments that I get to that are like, oh, that's a deep comment. Like, what am I going to do about that? And that's where I might, you know, circle back to the whole thread thing. Like, if this comment has more to do with the development of one particular character, I might, I'm going to have to comb through the manuscript, potentially, um, with her help. And make sure that that question is answered sufficiently. And that it that it's complete and makes sense um, and that it fits into the story well. And so with each comment, 
depending on how deep some of them were, were really deep meaning that I think that there's big edits in there that have to be done on top of the big edits that I've already got in mind but then there's some small ones that are just going to be like okay this is a first pass I'm going to fix this real quick issue and that's fine that'll take me 10 to 30 minutes maybe and then there's other comments that might take me a day or a week to finish or get through depending on my availability and my time so I don't know if any of this is helpful um my mouth is very frozen because it's cold out I've got gloves on and I'm holding my phone up but um my voice always gets kind of slurred when I'm outside for a long period of time I have noticed for anyone who is not familiar with very cold weather and with Maine, <laughs> three degree weather is extremely different than 20 degree weather. <laughs> it's, I know it's such an obvious thing to say, like both are below freezing, right? But one is like, okay, both, in both scenarios, you're very cold. But in one scenario, you're very cold and you're burning. <laughs> Any exposed skin will burn. So like right now it's it's just under 20 degrees, which is fine. I'm managing, but and I've got all of my layers and my thermals on, so it's fine. But I can't speak properly. <laughs> um okay, I was going to really quickly comment on the mini book club I've started with my mom. So I'm exploring different genres. I have found that the fantasy genre in particular, it's really hard to find really well-written stories and the themes of a story matter to me, I am finding. So if it's like just a really superficial, like good versus evil, like fairy princess fighting the I don't even know. I haven't read fantasy in a while, apparently. But what I'm discovering is fantasy isn't what turns me on to a book. What turns me on to a book is compelling writing and a compelling story. So I'll give you two examples. Um, I downloaded a bunch of audiobooks recently because I was looking at, you know, some of the top recent contemporary novels. I downloaded a bunch and then I, I pitched a bunch because I'm like, if it doesn't pull me in right away, if I'm not compelled to continue, if it's like I'm forcing myself to listen to this story, then I'm not going to finish it. I'm not going to waste my time because I, my time is valuable. The, one, the winner of this whole um, stint was called Snow Child. And I think that it's not going to be for everybody. So don't like think you're going to love this story it might not be for you um but it's it's got a little bit of fantasy in it but it's oh actually it's a little bit historical too so I don't think it's actually considered contemporary but it's more like literature and I'm trying to I'm just I guess I'm just navigating like explore your preferences learn about what you love in writing that isn't just within your own genre like explore different genres and see what you like and what you don't like. And if you don't like it immediately, 
figure out why that is and then just pitch it because you don't need to waste your time. The other book that I was kind of really into was Eleanor uh, Ophelient, I think, is perfectly fine. Eleanor Ophelient is perfectly fine. I don't remember if that's how her last name is, but it really drew me in. It was a little bit slow after a while, so I stopped listening after a while because I was attracted to Snow Child instead. But I discovered, because I share an account um, for audiobooks with my mom, (laughs) and I discovered my mom had read them. She was like, what is that book you're listening to? It's so weird. And so we started a book club basically talking about these books now, Um, books that she would never think about reading that I'm really into. And I'm like, yeah, you should listen to this one too. So we are, yeah, we're exploring outside of our genre. Eleanor Filiant is perfectly fine, is really good because of, I think, the specificity. And it's such an interesting, um, she has such an interesting personality. And maybe she has like, so like maybe she's autistic or has some ADHD you know there's definitely some of that going on that the author was very intentional about it never says anything about her in that regard but you can tell like right away which is like how do you do that with writing to make it so obvious and her point of view and like the way that she sees the world it's so interesting and the writing is so well done so if that sounds interesting to you feel free to check it out Um, but yeah, just seeing how different writers accomplish what they're setting out to do with their writing and what messages they're putting out into the world. It's very interesting and I like it and I don't know that I can accomplish it as eloquently, but I am certainly trying and yeah, I guess that's pretty much it and I'm walking up to my house now. So I hope you've enjoyed this snow-filled rant, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks.